Good morning. Welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast. I'm here with the brilliant guest host, Terry Tillert. I'm Noelle Cuero, and this is episode 15. And we're going to be discussing MS today and also other autoimmune quote-unquote diseases. And really trying to get, well, we're going to try to give you a better understanding of what it actually is, uh, what MS really is, what autoimmune diseases really are. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe take away some of the misunderstandings you have around these diseases, if you have any misunderstandings. And, um, we encourage you to post questions and comments as you're listening to the video, uh, as you're listening to the podcast, I mean, and we will answer them as we see them. Um, so please feel free to, to join in and comment as you're listening. Okay, Terry, I'm going to let you take the ball with this one. And uh, I, you made a great video. Uh, Terry Tillert, uh, by the way, makes great YouTube videos. They're very short and sweet, and they're always to the point, and they're always very enlightening. I love your videos, Terry. You do such a great job. Uh, and, you know, you did a great one the other day on MS, and that that really, I thought, wow, he needs to talk more about this because your, your perspective and point of view, so, and obviously it's not, it's not an opinion. You, you, you're, it's all facts, what you share, but your, your take on it, the way you share it is, is great. So I wanted, I wanted you to start and I want to, I guess I'll first start by asking you, what do you think um, the most common misconceptions are around, you know, someone getting a diagnosis of MS? Well, thank you for the kind words and thank you for having me on the uh, podcast again. I'm having a great time with it. <clears throat> well, today, I mean, I did a video about MS the other day and you can go and look it up. Uh, my Facebook page has got a list of a whole bunch of different videos. I try and keep them short and sweet. Not always as easy as we would like, but it happens. Um, I think the biggest misconception for me is the idea that people think that somehow maybe they were born off the born broken off the factory floor, but simultaneously not born broken off the factory floor. In, <laughs> in, in, in that, I mean, that yeah. they, they, they believe in somehow in this uh, mythology called the gene story, which the pharmaceutical companies love because it's the most disempowering story of all time. All I've got to tell you is that everything is prefixed and predetermined and completely out of your control. And then you'll be a complete slave to my system. You'll never ask any questions. You'll never do any research of your own. And why would you? You believe that you're a victim. And right. our society rewards victimhood to the thousandth degree. So it's actually pretty popular. And there are a lot of emotional rewards to being a victim in our society to boot. So it just reinforces this perpetual cycle. But what I mean about being broken off the factory floor is that someone with, let's just take MS as an example, they weren't born with MS and yet they'll simultaneously accept that it was their genes that caused it. Well, yeah. then why weren't you born with it? Why did it change? Why do your symptoms go up and down? Right. Where is this really highly objective test that states conclusively with hard data that you have MS? Right. I mean, Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm behind on something, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with even a single test that conclusively proves 
that you have MS. If you ask anyone with MS, which gene or which gene sequences that causes MS, they don't, they don't have an answer for you. So, so where did it come from? How could you be born off the, bro uh, off the factory floor broken, but go 30, 40, 50 years without MS, and then all of a sudden you have MS because you were born faulty? It doesn't make any sense. It's a complete logical disconnect. That's, I mean, again, uh, your perspective is what I love. I mean, it's the way that you uh, reframe things, it is, for lack of a better word. You, you have such a great way of pointing out a different way of looking at things in a very, very logical way. And it's so, so true. If somebody isn't born this way, what, why do you think you have something? Why, why in your mind do you now all of a sudden have a disease that's permanent? Uh, and why do you now buy into it? Well, like you said, there, people are rewarded so much more than they even know or realize for uh, being sick or, or for, for, for identifying with having a disease or, or owning a disease, owning, owning a label. They're, people are rewarded, as you, as you said, by friends, family, lots of attention, you know, lots of concern and people actually become addicted to be, being sick. They get, they, they become very attached to it, don't they? Oh, do they ever? I mean, and, that, and that's exactly it. Like there's a gentleman that I, that's an acquaintance. Uh, I don't know him well, but you know, he got cancer. He, uh, when he first got cancer, you know, the, the, the friends, the family, the flowers, the phone calls, the visits, that everybody's checking in, everybody cares, nonstop checking in and cares. You know, this guy says, look, I've never been depressed in my life. I wasn't even really that depressed when I got diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> he said, ironically, he said, you know, and then I got accustomed to so many people caring and all this stuff. And then the minute I wasn't cancer, the moment I was cancer free, he said, it was the first time I ever got depressed in my life. He said, because all of a sudden now that I was well, all of that love and attention and care and interest and people following up and checking in all completely disappeared and he had gotten addicted to it. And without even knowing that he was, like he wasn't that, he wasn't that personality type to begin with. It's just that that socialization that was missing in his life got filled. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't that fascinating that he actually, he actually grew to kind of like that attention as even though it was for something terrible. And then when it was all over, he kind of missed it. It's so, that's so fascinating. You know, I think, um, I think that goes back to a lot of people who get diagnosed with an illness don't realize that there's something about their personality uh, and just, you know, many people might even argue with this or this might even annoy some people to listen to, but there's something very often about somebody's personality who gets very attached to being chronically ill that um, they actually, they actually become addicted to the drama, addicted to the attention, addicted to the chaos that it causes, addicted to the, the anxiety. They, they actually get addicted to all these negative emotions they, they, and they start to, and those negative emotions actually keep them sick and make them feel worse. Without a doubt. I mean, you look at six human needs psychology and six human needs psychology. The idea is basically if you can meet any three needs at a high level with something in your life that either empowers or disempowers you. It doesn't matter whether it serves you or not. If you meet three of those six needs at a really high level, that's a classified addiction.
So, you know, if I'm really sick, if my problems are really big, or re you just don't understand how bad they are, I mean, I can guarantee that I have certainty that you will respond to me. Yeah. If my problems are big enough, I can guarantee that it, it's significant because the yeah. problems are so big. It's, you see, so it's easy to break down by human need psychology one by one and say, wow, this meets, this meets a lot of needs at a really high level. Yeah. So if someone doesn't have a new strategy to meet those things, they're not going to give it up. And that's why the disease, the label, which is all it is, it's a label. It's not a disease. It's a dis-dashies. It's a descriptor of symptoms. It's a descriptor right. of imbalances in the body. So they own it, though. It becomes an identity metaphor, a complete identity metaphor, um, because if they don't have another way of, of replacing those needs, they become the disease. They own it, and they don't want to get rid of it. They're not someone who has rheumatoid arthritis. They are rheumatoid arthritis. That's right. Um, I've had people get very angry with me, literally angry, when I tell them they're owning a disease, and they're, they're, the disease is their identity, and, and they say, well, of course I'm owning it. Of course I have to own it in order to take care of it, in order to do something. Uh, you know, they become very, very defensive and righteous about it and, it and they don't understand that that mentality is is so toxic and so dangerous uh to their well-being and to their healing but you know as far as ms goes unless you do you want to say something to that or or yeah no i, I I've, I've come across the same thing and my question to them only is why aren't you owning the healing of it why aren't you owning the 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 impermanence of it. Why aren't you owning getting yeah. rid of it and being done with it? And why aren't you owning your future without it? You right. know, right. <laughs> that's 100%. Very, very different. A hundred percent. Why aren't you attached to the solution and not the problem? Why aren't you, why aren't you putting all your energy, every single ounce of energy into the solution and uh, not just focusing on the problem of it? I mean, a hundred, exactly what you said. Uh, you know, so as far as MS goes, um, which is so common now, uh, now, you know, do you know the Dr. Uh, Terry Wall, W-A-H? Yeah, absolutely. Think, obviously you do. Um, you know, I, I applaud her because she's a med, you know, a medically trained doctor who was diagnosed with MS and she, you know, so kind of, she's become very well known now. She's been big on the speaking circuit. She wrote, she's written a few books. Uh, and she's basically come out against the medical community because she herself got diagnosed with a very advanced uh, MS, and she was in a wheelchair at one point, and she just saw her she saw herself basically dying, and uh, the drugs were making her sicker and sicker, as they do everybody. Uh, and as you know, they give people chemotherapy drugs now with MS. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor who's on who works for a farm. I have to say this as a side note. I hate getting sidetracked, but I have to put this in. I have a neighbor who has, who is the, the epitome of the description of a person who owns her disease, like a badge of honor with pride. And she's also an intellect. So she's one of these, she's basically an intelligent person, but that's very often the problem is sometimes the most intelligent people don't know how to get out of their own way. And they're so, they're so egotistical in this so that's kind of her and she's very attached to having ms and she works for a pharmaceutical company along with her husband and she in her mind has access to the most brilliant doctors and scientists and drugs and the most cutting edge things and they she goes in every 
three months for a round of chemotherapy drugs now. So they actually give her chemotherapy drugs um, every three months, and she's down for the count for about four days or five days, she says, where she'll be really, really violently ill. Then, according to her, she feels great <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, in contrast to feeling that way, <laughs> you she, would. And so I, whenever I see her say, oh, how are you? know, I always keep my mouth shut, Terry. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but I learned a long time ago. Uh, I don't say anything about anything to the person who I know their ears are very closed. I don't say anything. So I never talk about what I actually know to somebody like that who will never, never believe a word of it or anything. Um, and, and she's a wine drinker and she eats a lot of sugar and they have a lot of junk food in the house and you know, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Well, you, you know, compared to the torture of this triathlete I haven't trained for, this relaxing orgasm makes me feel great compared to that. You know? yes, <laughs> That's exactly. exactly what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's compared exactly. to the vomiting and laying on the floor and all right. of these, I feel good after yeah. compared to that. Wow. Yeah. Like you would. Um, I, yeah. I, mean, I can't say anything, but I think she's a good example. She's a great example, yeah. in fact, of a lot of people who have MS. And I'm just talking about MS, but you can fill in the blank here. You could put in any autoimmune issue, any. You could actually fill in the blank with any disease right now. We're just using MS as an example. Sure. But I know Terry feels like me. It's all the same stuff. It's all the same root cause. It's all the same problem. So you could just fill in the blank. But we'll say MS for now for fun. And, uh, you know, she really believes that if she doesn't do this chemotherapy drug every six weeks, that she, you know, it'll be her demise, that she's never looked into natural uh, healing or anything. Or, or And, and people who believe this don't have any faith in their bodies. That's basically what they're saying. They don't have any belief or faith in their own bodies, in their own body's ability to heal. They do not trust that their body can heal. They don't trust it. Uh, that's basically, in my opinion, what people say when they don't even want to try to heal their body. They don't believe that it could, it's possible. And uh, so with MS, um, this Dr. Terry Walls, back to her real quick, she, you know, she, she took all the drugs, got sicker and sicker in a wheelchair, saw herself dying, and then she started researching, you know, nutrition. Ah, novelty. You know, the, the nutrition, it's funny when, you know what's funny, Terry, is when MDs discover nutrition as if it's like the whole, <laughs> right, like, I don't even need to say it because I know you know exactly what I mean, but it's just like, it's so mind boggling when I, when I read a doctor write about their epiphany of nutrition and I just want to, I just want to scream and I think I can't, I can't, how can you be so smart and so stupid? I don't understand. Like how, how is that possible? Uh, how did it take you this long? But anyway, she discovered nutrition, supplementation, getting toxins out of the body. And now I believe, you know, I think, Eight, maybe it's been about eight years since this whole turnaround. She's actually been aging in reverse. She actually literally, and I'm not, she looks younger today than she did 10 years ago, but she also is now a huge advocate for nutrition, lifestyle change, and all those things and healing. And she now is a, it believes that you can heal from MS. Now, again, novel, novel belief or, but, um, and she's seen that the, uh, the plaque buildup has dissipated, which it, which it will, and it does because plaque goes away. 
our cells replace 24 hours a day. They're being replaced with healthier cells or unhealthier cells. Plaque will go away. Our body can get rid of plaque. So she knows the plaque is going away on the scans. Of course, they need proof to show that. And she now feels better than she's ever felt in her life. So the, anyway, that's Dr. Terry Walls. If anyone listening is interested in reading about her story, I recommend it. I don't agree with everything she says, but I do, I do commend her for, for the work she does. Well, you know, and I have the exact same sentiment. The story is great. It's inspiring. It's, it's a wake-up call to many people. Uh, I applaud her for staying committed to it and for opening her mind and walking away from all the programming. With that said, I would never recommend, uh, someone was asking me that today, I would never recommend what she's recommending. But that yeah, just she does, she recommends paleo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to take away, I'm, uh, and, and I forgot one more thing about her. Um, she's she's still got one foot in and one foot out a little bit which is what a lot of doctors do they all do i yeah. mean i've never that's the, this the, the idea of an integrative doctor yeah it's an oxymoron it's an oxymoron it's an oxymoron get off the fence you either believe that poison poisons people because that's why it's classified as poison <laughs> or that nature heals i mean there, you can't you can't simultaneously believe in both i mean it doesn't, it doesn't make any damn sense unless you shed the programming. So that, that's crazy talk. But yeah, I mean, uh, the paleo diet, uh, listen, like I've said, and I've got an extensive video on the paleo diet for anyone listening who wants to go see it. You can touch on that, by the way. The pale, I mean, because that is, that is apropos to what we're talking about. A lot of people with MS are told if they're, if they're, if they're going a nutrition route to heal, which is the only way to heal, but they're told that the paleo way is the only way to heal it. Yeah, a lot of people with autoimmune disorders are told that. Well, I mean, listen, it's complete absurdity. And like I talked about ad nauseum in my video, I completely dismantled that. There's not a person with a straight face who's ever who could ever come back from that video and, and state anything remotely intelligent, logically consistent. To the contrary, I dismantled it. it, it the debate ended in, in 20 minutes. That's how easy it is to tear apart this, this silly idea of the diet. But uh, what I talked about in that video, first and foremost, was that any study that's been done on paleo improvements, including Terry Wall's story and any other story you hear, the contrast, the control group in the study that you are really analyzing is those who eat Twinkies, pizza, you know, hoagies, hot dogs, the standard American diet with processed foods and craft uh, dinner, and you're comparing that to a real food diet, and any real food diet is going to show a dramatic improvement versus the SAD diet. That doesn't ergo make it natural and better and the diet for thriving. I mean, that, that's, that's absurd. And the other thing for the reason why a lot of people do improve their health, let's say in Terry's case, is because often what we exclude in the diet can be as important or more important than what we include in the diet. So it's, you're not getting a lot of nutrition on a paleo diet. You're getting terrible nutrition on a paleo diet. Well, it will uh, cause long-term problems. It will cause long-term inflammation. Is he, is it, you, that's exactly what it is. See, so people feel better. You, there's a lot of blog, very, very famous blogs now and books about healing autoimmune disease with the paleo diet. I mean, it's a very, very... Uh, prevalent and popular. And I, I've never met anybody who felt great long-term, long-term doing a paleo diet because 
of a million reasons, but for one, it's an it's actually an inflammatory diet because of the amount of animal protein in the diet, and it's impossible. It's impossible to get. It, I, <laughs> again, another oxymoron. It sounds silly. High quality animal protein. Isn't that kind of like it's, it's, <laughs> it's an oxymoron high, itself? Yes. Yes. High, it's so funny to say, right? High quality animal protein. It's just like it's still animal. It's still animal, and it's hard to get. <laughs> so what they'll they'll advocate in an autoimmune healing diet is to get high quality grass fed beef. And, and eat or, more than the mountain lion because that's how you create health. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what it's so interesting because what people don't understand is look at the strongest animals in the animal kingdom don't eat other animals. I mean, you, there are exceptions. I mean, I think uh, lions do eat animals and, you know, sure, there's exceptions. But in general, like look at the, the ape, they don't eat other animals and um what's another example there was another one i i had well, all the animals of endurance i mean the horse <laughs> the horse doesn't eat other animals cows don't eat other animals uh you know anyway i look, I mean, at, look at the musculature and endurance of a horse I mean, yeah the horse look at the power of a gorilla right, right they don't eat other animals so it's very interesting that we think we need to eat all these other animals in order to get our protein in order to be strong it's so it's so ridiculous but well the, the the, the, you know, I mean, we, we, could, we could dissect this ad nauseum, you know, and, and again, I refer people to that video or I've got a blog on, on you don't need protein, bro. He was what I called it from that little Geico commercial play on that. But oh, that's uh, yeah, you, you mean the, the, the whole protein thing is complete nonsense. But, um, but, but what, th this is a diet that is very low in nutrition across the board. It's a low fiber diet. It's a low vitamin diet. It's a low mineral yeah. diet. It's a low, it's a low phytonutrient diet. It's a high fat diet. It's a high protein diet. Neither of which the human frame is designed for irrespective of the source. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, so we could go on and on about that. My point is the, what is excluded is what is serving them. But you can do that with – you could eat a far healthier diet than the Paleolithic diet and still exclude that which they exclude, derive the same benefits multiplied by 10. Of course, that just makes great logical common sense. Eat foods that were species appropriate. Um, but anyway, I mean – if you exclude grains and dairy, for example, the grains especially have a huge role in yeah. autoimmune disorders. Yeah. And this is where the benefit's coming from. That is where the benefit's – that is 100% true. When, when you read these books about all the – and I'm, I mean, I hope anybody listening can look this up. When you, there's a lot of cookbooks, a lot of books now written by so-called healing experts who – have healed themselves from autoimmune disorders doing a paleo diet. <coughs> it's not the paleo diet that's saving them. It's what they're eliminating. It's, they are eliminating some crappy stuff, so that's why they're feeling better. They're eliminating – well, no, paleo, I think they do butter, uh, or I think they can do um, grass-fed you know, cream or butter. I think but they – but on the whole, they've eliminated processed foods. Yeah, they've, on the whole, they're eliminating all the packaged processed foods, which that in and of itself is huge. Make anybody feel better. Anybody will feel better when they do that. You take out all the grains, you try it, try it at home. Take out every single grain for seven days out of your diet. And I'm telling you, by day seven, you're going to feel, even by day three, 
uh, you're going to feel like a different person. The grains alone, taking those out, will make massive, massive improvements to somebody's health. Le le get, get the healthiest source of grains on the planet and just remove all processed foods, all artificial sugars, artificial sweeteners, right. box cans, eliminate pesticides, eliminate hormones and antibiotics from the diet. Everyone's good. Every human on the planet would improve their health with that. That doesn't mean that the ergo, the paleo diet is the thriving diet for humans. That's obscene. Obscene. Right. Yeah. Eating more meat than the mountain lion is going to make you healthy. What's that's the stupidest right. thing I've ever heard of. Like and lard and bacon are superior to apple and bananas in their books. Like if you right. have to go with the conversation further than that strain of logic, you right. are devoid of logic. That's, that's somebody justifying that they like lard and bacon because it tastes good to them. And they're just justifying it. I mean, every, there's people will justify anything, anything that anything. they like. I mean, you can find justification for anything. It doesn't mean it's right and, or truthful. But that's, that's, that's scientists being non-scientists. I have no problem with somebody having the intellectual honesty to state, uh, I'm pretty sure that some of this stuff that I eat is not the best for that's me. That's right. At but I enjoy some of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I it keep it to a minimum good. and I'm, 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 I can respect that. Yeah, hey, I, I like, I like beer and wine and bread and ice cream and cheese and all that stuff as much as any other human who's yeah. ever lived. They're scientifically addictive substances. Totally. Does that mean I'm intellectually honest as a scientist to come out and state, um, uh, therefore it's good for you because, right. uh, well, I want it to be true. I mean, that's such bullshit. I always tell people, any, I always tell people that I'm working with, I would literally live off of sourdough bread and brie cheese and butter. And those are the things I just love. Taste of. It just, it just, I could literally live off that stuff, but I don't eat it because I don't feel good when I eat it. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I could never have a bite of it ever. Sure, sure. It's fine. It, it means I don't live my life with that stuff in the house or around me. But let's talk about what somebody can do, you know, to try to keep this um, in, you know, helpful for people. If you've been newly diagnosed with MS or any, any, any autoimmune disease, disease, fake disease, diseases don't exist. They're just labels. Uh, but if you, that enrages people too, sometimes when you say, <laughs> uh, it, I just hear people going, what is she talking about? That's not true. No, there's diseases are fake. They don't exist. They're just labels. Symptoms are real. Sure. Symptoms exist. They're yep. Real, yep. real symptoms, but you got to, you got to understand why and what and how. So what's, what are some of the immediate things somebody can do when they're newly, newly or even oldly diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder to start immediately today healing their body? What are some proactive steps somebody can take today? And we're not going to tell you to do the paleo diet. Regardless of what you decide to eat, eliminate everything we talked about, the grains, the hormones, the antibiotics, the pesticides, the artificial sweeteners, the sugars, the backs, the box, the packaged products. Go to a real food diet. If you, if you refuse to do anything else, start there. That's the greatest step any human could take to fix any symptom that's gone wrong in their body is go back to a real food, whole food diet. That's real step food, one. Whole food. Like, do you know where the food comes from? Can you identify it? Is it what it's supposed to be? Is an apple an apple? Great. Does an, apple, one. Does an apple have an ingredient label? Don't buy it. Like right. if it's an apple, great, buy it. If it's an apple with an ingredient label, probably not an apple. Not an apple. And, and, and same with all the pesticides and herbs. All that, eliminate that from your life. I mean, eliminate that's a step it. one. Yeah. Uh, you're either eating chemicals or you're not. 
you're either sure so before you open your mouth and this is what i always say to everybody um i'm on like repeat with this one ask yourself is this a high density nutrient designed to heal my body designed to nourish me designed to allow my cells to replicate correctly regenerate correctly heal and repair correctly is it a high density nutrient or not just ask yourself that question every time you go to eat it's pretty simple right yeah, very simple um, the next thing, you know, was in my video, I talked a lot about um, the fact that um, if I can remember the actual facts accurately, but it's close. Uh, if those who lived above 40 degrees latitude yeah. Yeah. Uh, versus even I think in this one study was comparing at 33 degrees, meaning not a huge variation. So further away from the equator, uh, even within small reason, have a hundred percent increased risk of MS. And let's just put all the other autoimmune problems into that category because you, you, you can't have a proper immune system without vitamin D. Vitamin D is like, you know, what I call the quarterback of the immune system. It's not the entirety of it, but it's kind of like... Why don't you explain it to people though, Terry, because people think it's a vitamin. Well, it's technically a, a hormone that your yes. body produces yes. and from sun exposure, yeah. you, you know, and there, there are other technical way technically ways to get it but whatever you got to do you've got to get it so get it your ass out be, in the sun it's free and it has to be synthesized through the skin as the most uh you know ideal way to absorb it well you know i mean that's just the most natural thing get your ass in the sun where do you yeah. think it was supposed to come from it's yeah. free it's yeah. free anyone who's sick with any kind of illness on this phone right now listening to this call who's not engaging with the sunshine on a regular basis you're doing it wrong and there's a big big red flag for why you have xyz health problems so um, 100% increased risk within seven degrees of latitude or even if we went from the equator to 40 degrees north and above if it was 100% from from there it, that's still incredibly massive so the but sun can I ask you something Terry don't you sure. think that like all nutrients that are absorbed and converted in our body, they have to move through our digestive system. And when our digestive system is optimally functioning, we assimilate and metabolize nutrients effectively and efficiently. When our digestive system is not working optimally, that does not happen. So when they'll say, well, all cancer patients are B12 deficient and vitamin D deficient and all the people with these diseases are vitamin. Yes, of course they are because they're not assimilating or metabolizing any nutrients properly. They're nutritionally deficient in pretty much all nutrients. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that's the case just pretty much in general? Sure. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a loose definition, but it's absolutely accurate. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. that's, and I think that's the thing I want people to understand. Before I state anything else, I unequivocally, unequivocally, if you've got anything remotely serious other than the sniffles or, you know, basic, basic, basic everyday living stuff, you should seek out expert guidance because it doesn't make sense not to. For example, without getting into technical details, there are certain deficiencies within your body, which an expert can help you figure out, that even though you've been exposing yourself to sun a lot, you can have very poor conversion yes. to vitamin D because yes. of other deficiencies That's that right. pre-exist. Yes, exactly. That's why just laying in the sun won't solve all your problems. Trust me. If you're It'll still, help. If you're still going help, to though. McDonald's for lunch. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, right. But, but it will help. It will help and it's free. So yeah, I mean- It will help. It will help. But it's- you, you are going to get some vitamin D when you yeah. spend time in the sun, That's regardless right. of how healthy or unhealthy you are and right. all- 
increases in vitamin D, even within reasonable ranges, have a real outcome, a real yeah. impact on yeah. your health. So get, mm -hmm. get out in the sun. But you could also consult with experts to deal with what other friggin' reasons are going on. So we talked about grains or what a lot of people do not understand about grains yeah. is many of these foreign proteins that get in the blood from their consumption can stay in the bloodstream for seven years. Mm -hmm. So you could, you working wow. with an expert. Seven years? Uh, seven yeah. years, huh? Some of them, some of them can. Yeah. Depending yeah. on, yeah. Depending on some different factors. Uh, a real expert can help you accelerate that process. Are supplements necessary in nature? Well, a reasonable person would say no, in theory, technically not. We live from the furthest thing from a utopian environment you could ever imagine. And what supplements can do, A, is compensate for the non-utopian environment, and B, they can compress time frames. So are they, if you're going to live perfect, absolutely perfect for long extended periods of time, you may get it all figured out. Yeah. But who's going to do that? How long can you do that for? Can you even define what that perfect living and diet ought to be? Um, and Or do you want to have it done quick? So if you're suffering and you're in a wheelchair, do you, how quick do you want to get out of it? Because I can get yeah. you out of it pretty damn quick. Yeah. If you do it on your own, you're going to take a long time. And and that's a, that's a, that's true. It's always up to the person. It's like how fast, how bad do you want it? How fast do you want this to happen? Like, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to, are you willing to make major changes? First, you have to look at why this has happened in the first place. What has caused your problems in the first place? What are the causes of your problems? Always ask that question. Don't don't ask what's wrong with my genes or what's wrong with my my body's broken and I'm such a victim of my body. Don't ask those questions. Ask what's caused my problems and now now I look into the cause and then you can find the solution. And it's the only place that is found. This is something I'm trying to get through to people's heads when they have cancer, fill in the blank, any kind of label you want to put on the cancer. It's stage four, it's yeah. pancreatic, it's right. lung, it's, it's metastasizing, rare, it's weird, it's, They've rare, it's unique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fill in the blanks. Uh, and, and say, well, which three magic supplements do I take? I'm, gonna t I'm eating a clean diet. I just need the three. Right. There, there, there is none of that crap. A, you couldn't define clean if your life depended right. on it or you wouldn't be in this situation. Right. B, there is no such thing as three magic pills, whether they came from nature or whether they came from a lab. Right. C, uh, taking, uh, even if you take uh, some of the uh, supplements that have been shown to kill cancer cells most effectively, the cancer, the tumor, the lump, the bump, that's the symptom. So kill, you're killing the symptom. That's yeah, like the same thing as trying to... You're yeah. actually killing the protective mechanism because the, a, tum a tumor is the protective mechanism by the body. It's an, it's an immune response by the body is what a tumor is. It's actually the body doing its job. The body's trying to protect you, so it creates a tumor. That's a protective mechanism. Sure. It's like, it's like the, the surgeon cuts out the lump out of the breast and sends you home that day cancer-free. Oh, you're That's all good. You're good to go. You have no more cancer. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. It's the equivalent of you having the extreme flu and your bones hurt and you're shivering nonstop and you got the cold sweats and it's coming out of all ends. And I say, you know what? I'm just going to cut your sinuses off yeah, and, you, and you will be flu free. Mm -hmm. Nobody would believe that. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you fix cancer, the only way that you fix any of these more serious problems, and I would classify MS as a more serious, more serious, more serious problem. Yeah, um, sure. It's just a collection of symptoms. It's a weird label, that, but, yeah. but it's still more serious. Yeah. The only 
fucking way that you are going to be cancer-free or MS-free long-term is to systematically address all, not some, all of the fundamental root causes for why it was there in the first place. Yeah. Period. Everything else is a non-starter. It's not about taking 23 of the best tumor-killing substances. Right. <laughs> it's about taking the... Right dealing with the root causes for why it was there in the first place. You don't want cancer, but you drink chlorinated and fluoridated water. Right. It doesn't make any damn sense. You sleep on a bed that slowly poisons you with cancer-causing substances, right. and with you want to be cancer-free. Oh, come on. and formaldehyde and petroleum chemicals. Most people sleep on some version of a memory foam bed now. And memory foam off-gasses for the life of memory foam. It'll off-gas into your skin, your sinuses, your breathing, your air passages, your lungs. As you sleep, you're breathing in toxic foam. Yes. And those coils are electromagnetic antennas that you're sleeping oh, in. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, this is crazy. And the flame retardants that they put on the bed by law. The flame retardants are unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's leaching arsenic. It's leaching arsenic. And you're telling me that you're going to be cancer-free if you just take the right 103 supplements. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to drink chlorine and fluorine and sleep on arsenic and... Uh, and bathe in bromine and I mean and, and brush your teeth with fluoride brush your teeth with fluoride and eat and eat whatever you want as soon as you think the lump or the bump is gone uh, I mean up. yeah and, and <laughs> stock the freezer with ice cream you know, you, the only way to deal is to deal with the system, systematically deal with all of the multifactorial consistently reasons. Consistently and systematically are the two main. And here, you know, and then here's my question: If you are currently finding yourself in one of these situations, what are the odds that you have a deep understanding of correcting all of those fundamental root causes. If you did, you wouldn't be there in the first place. If you understood diet, you wouldn't be sick in the first place. If you truly understood those distinctions. So you have two options, much like I do. If my electricity breaks down at the home, if, uh, if my plumbing breaks down at the home, if the heating breaks down at the home, I have two, I have three options. One is I can go buy a whole bunch of books or spend countless hours on Google. B, I can sign up to be an apprentice somewhere. Or C, I can just hire someone who already studied it and get it done in short order. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that, that, you know, and Terry, you have some fantastic self-healing, self-paced courses that people can take that will help them take the, take the necessary steps, the necessary course of action to start feeling better. And, you know, um, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to do that. I, I mean, it, the first step to healing is education. Just educate yourself. Start, start understanding why this has happened in the first place. The reason we get sick, I believe there's two causes. One of my favorite mentors of all time, um, and I'm, I'm going blank on his name, but he wrote the book, uh, Never Be Sick Again, uh, Francis Raymond, Raymond Francis. And... Um, He's 97 years old now. He almost died from a severe autoimmune uh, disorder when he was in his 40s. And um, he writes a fantastic book, Never Be Sick Again. Anyway, uh, he, he writes, and have, so have many before him and after him, all disease is really just two things, uh, chronic nutritional deficiencies and cellular toxicity. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's it. So how do you get rid of disease? You add in nutrients 
and you push out the toxins. You open up the cellular pathways so that the, the cells can absorb the nutrients because sometimes they're clogged with a bunch of garbage. And that's why we have to push that garbage out. We have to push it out of the cells. So, um, and toxins are many things, bacteria, fungus, viruses, uh, chemicals, you know, just also our body stores lots of nasty stuff. And we need, to, our, we need to give our body the ability to get rid of it efficiently. We're either getting rid of toxins. You can't avoid taking toxins in. You just can't. But what you can do is you can make your body efficient at getting rid of toxins. So understand why you have these problems in the first place. Somewhere along the line, your body became very, very deficient. And it, your immune system was weak enough to allow things to happen. That's basically what happens. You're, you became chronically nutritionally deficient. And your cells filled up with just a lot of toxins and you want to reverse reverse the ratio so how do we heal disease get rid of toxins fill the cells up with nutrients i mean that's how you get rid of disease right i mean it is an oprah it is very simplified definition but it's always 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 true but here's what we also find like so we can minimize our toxic exposures and that's our job is that is our job it is our responsibility not yes. the government's it's yeah. our responsibility to control what we can control and lots of it is in our control babies who haven't spent a day on the planet are being are being born with hundreds of different chemicals in their umbilical yes, cord so are. don't tell me that we're not storing it yeah. okay yeah, Don't tell me that's not happening. And then they're getting injected with more chemicals, and then they're eating chemicals, and then they play with chemicals. Yeah. And, you know, and, then and, they on, take and, more, and then they take more chemicals the minute they get sick. We're giving them more chemicals. All right, more chemicals. And, 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 you know, studies have also shown, including people who are extremely dietary disciplined, even over long periods of time, almost invariably are still prone to having some deficiencies and this is this is again where expert guidance can come in and where supplements can compress time frames and fix things like there are certain deficiencies you know in a previous talk we talked about iodine so just let's just use that as an example in a previous podcast if you have iodine deficiency there are no replacements for iodine it is the you know it's like a piece in the puzzle of a sequence if you remove one digit from the sequence, it doesn't work. Try and dial a phone number and eliminate a few of the digits or even right. to put them in different order. It doesn't work. Right. There, there are no replacements for iodine. Iodine and iodine alone fits in that puzzle piece, and only this iodine sufficiency can help you correct problems related to iodine. So let's take iodine as the metaphor for stating that there are other nutrients like that. And in a standard diet, no matter how clean you eat, the odds of you correcting an existing iodine deficiency through diet alone, if you have a pre-existing deficiency, are slim to none and slims out of town if you live in North America. <laughs> yeah. And so there are other nutrients that are exactly like that. And, and so, the, you know, it's it's one of those things that experts can help you sort out, of course. But you, there are certain things that there's no replacement for. You can't say, I'm just going to eat good and ignore this deficiency. I don't give a crap how good you eat and how much of it you eat and how many hundreds of grams of proteins you eat on your paleo diet. If you don't replenish iodine, forget about it. Those symptoms of iodine deficiency will always be there, and iodine sufficiency is the only thing that corrects that. Yep, 100%. So, you know, uh, a, a good first place to start for somebody with autoimmune issues, MS specifically, look at the, look at the toxins coming into your body uh, 
and look at the, the ratio of high density nutrients coming your body. Let's, let's talk about high density nutrients for a second. Sure. Um, yogurt, not a high density nutrient. Because <laughs> when people, I hear that all the time too, Terry. I love it when people tell me how clean they eat. I, I really, <laughs> I want to take the word clean and blow it up with like a bomb. Yeah. I just, it, it just makes, it always makes me smile when I hear somebody tell me how clean they eat. And I, and I, I have to tell them, well, no offense, but if you're eating what I define as clean, you wouldn't be in this situation right now. So I, you're not eating clean. I'm sorry. But anyway, so let's say yogurt's not a high density nutrient. Uh, milk is not a high density nutrient. Uh, uh, cream of wheat is not a high density nutrient. Uh, you know, grits, corn grits, not a high density, popcorn, uh, you know, protein bars are not <laughs> high density nutrients. Um, nuts, n uh, you know, nuts out of a bag out of the store, not high density so you tell you you can add to that list. Well, I mean, I'll summarize with people really simple. The highest the highest food substance for all vitamins is fruit. fruit. The number two substance for all vitamins would be uh, vegetables, leafy greens. I'm going to say leafy greens, but those are technical definitions. We'll skip those for today. Let's just say all things that you would generally put in your head as vegetables. The highest source of minerals is leafy greens. The number two source is fruit. So you see all roads are leading back to fruits and vegetables for nutrient density. Uh, that's not, that's not going to change and everything else pales in comparison. There's not, even, there's not even a remote reasonable comparison when it comes to those foods. And that doesn't, now we didn't even talk about the hundreds if not thousands of phytochemicals that are built into these fruits and vegetables that are not quantified by vitamins and minerals That's and the body right. they needs they all of that. They can't quantify them. They, I mean, it's, but they, they're they absolutely beneficial. Yeah. You know, they, they've done studies with extracts of non-vitamin, non-mineral components of fruits and vegetables and proven them to be wildly beneficial. You, you, you can't say the same thing about any derivative of dead animal. You can't say the same thing about most, even many other plants that have a hard time they have a hard time finding those kinds of uh, nutrients or certainly not in the density and quantity and variety as you find in fruits and vegetables. I mean, can, you, so can you explain fortification and enrichment for people? Because real quick, because um, I talk about this a lot. Uh, people don't understand when they read, when they read fortified or they read enriched on a label that they don't understand what they're really getting. They, cause they'll read your daily supply of calcium and vitamin A and vitamin <laughs> D and you're, you know, you're gonna, you, this'll give you all your daily nutrients. They don't understand what really, and that you'll see fortified and enriched on practically everything in a grocery store because it can't be classified as a food. They do, you know, you know how this works, right? They de you, of course you do. They deem, they deem foods a food with a certain amount of vitamins and minerals in it. They can't call it a food unless it's got a minimum amount of vitamins and minerals. And because most of the quote unquote food in a grocery store is nutrition less, they have to fortify it with 
uh, synthetic versions of vitamins and minerals. So Terry, why don't you, you can feel free to explain that. Well, you know, I mean, when I first see that those terms, the first thing that comes to my mind with very few exceptions is chemical shitstorm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I couldn't say it any better myself. Yeah, do you really think these manufacturers are going to invest a lot of money into finding the right kinds of those vitamins and nutrients? Now, you 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 could get calcium from from leafy greens, yeah. or you can get it from ground up seashells and rocks. Which do you think is cheaper for starters? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come from it doesn't come from all the same farms and sources. So. They're going to put stuff in there that come from forms of sources that you wouldn't eat. If you take a look at any of the B vitamins, as an example, many of them come in many different forms, some of which are good to us, for us, some of them are not. You know, B12 can sometimes often be bound by cyanide, which is right. a poison. So your body must eliminate the, the cyanide, which is a poison, to try and get some benefit from the from the B12. Isn't that the cyanocobalamin version? Cyanocobalamin, right. Yes. And it's cyan when you see cyanocobalamin, whenever you see a B12 supplement and you see cyanocobalamin, uh, that's exactly what Terry's saying. It's 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 the cheapest version of B12 you could possibly use. So whenever I see that on a label, and by the way, that's the version they put in every single food. That is the cheapest version. So just know they're putting in the cheapest, most synthetic versions of vitamins and minerals when they fortify or enrich our foods. The cheapest, cheapest, cheapest versions. Yeah, they're not putting, they're not going to put the good stuff in Wonder Bread. I mean, no, what no. kind of delusion is that? <laughs> you know, they're going to put it in, the, in, in, the, in cereal where the only ingredients in the cereal is sweeteners and dyes. I mean, and some kind of quasi cardboard like thing that takes form and function. They're not going to spend money on putting good vitamins and minerals in there. If you're shopping for Lucky Charms, they know you didn't make that choice based on nutrition, so they won't invest yeah. <laughs> well, they putting nutrition not, into it. Right. They figure, if you don't care, we don't care. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, if you don't care, hey, we don't care either, so fine. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's crazy. So nutrition comes from whole foods. It comes bound in the way that nature was supposed to package it. That's, that's how it always comes. Yeah. It's the only way that it comes. Yeah. And when you're worried about nutrient density, you know, without getting real technical, because, you know, we could talk about distinctions all day long, and distinctions are extremely valuable. Like you're on vacation, and, and you tell someone you want to see X, Y, Z that happens at sunset, and you're running in the wrong direction. Well, the distinction of knowing which direction to run into would have came extremely handy to you. Uh, distinctions count, but without getting into all that today, fruits and vegetables are the health foods for humans. Is that, is that really a surprise to anyone? It's never changed. It's not going to change at the next fad diet book that comes out. That's just pure stupidity and another justification and nothing more than another justification for somebody trying to invent and justify what they want to be true so they can justify what they want to eat. We would love to eat a lot of crappy food too, and we probably do on occasion, but we don't lie to ourselves about stating this is therefore healthy because it's a small part of my diet. That's the point. That's the point. I don't think you or I are, are, and I never will do this. I'll never tell anyone to try to be perfect. Because that's misery. Trying to be perfect is, is can be a miserable. It is. It's miserable. It's miserable. I've known enough extremists in my life, extreme vegan, extreme raw foodists, extreme this, extreme that, and they're not generally 
A, they generally don't look well, and B, they're generally not happy because they're very, very stressed out about maintaining some sort of extreme lifestyle. So it's not about being extreme. It's just about what you do most of the time. What, cause we're, it's consistency. And, uh, what was the word you use? Uh, I use consistency. You were using another word, which I like, um, uh, systematically. It's what we yeah. do systematically and consistently over time. That's what has cumulative effects. It's not what you do one time. It's what you do all the time. So if you feel like going crazy and eating a little garbage once in a while, just know that it's garbage, fine. But, and it's not going to lead to any sort of healing or health. But if you are already pretty healthy and you've gotten to a place where you're feeling good and you're healthy, you know, you should be, you should go crazy once in a while, whatever, do whatever you deem is crazy. And then always come back to where you need to be 90% of the time. That's what I recommend. Well, it's, it's like, you know, a simple metaphor would be like working out. It's like the only kinds of workout, the work, the only workout that people want to research the best workouts. And believe me, there are a lot of distinctions in that department if you want them. But for someone who's obese and hasn't exercised in years, they don't need three months of researching who the best trainer with the best exercise is. Right, just someone behind them yelling, run, run, move your ass. That's yeah. what they need. And it's like, is taking a day off from working out or taking too many days off from, from working out good for you? Well. Probably not uh, from a fitness perspective. Probably not. Uh, but does that mean it's not okay? Does that mean that the world ends? No. Does it mean if you did the greatest workout of all time yesterday with the greatest trainer and the greatest blah, 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 and you worked your ass off and it was the best workout you've ever put in and your energy was A there, can you only do it once? You, you can't do it once. So what you do consistently is the only thing that, that counts. I mean, yes. I, I, th I believe that being perfect in the diet department should only happen in your objective definition your, yes, that's your of objective. what is healthy. Yes, exactly. And you know, there's always going to be like what we're suggesting, you know, Terry and I see people get better. Uh, we watch people heal. We've seen success stories. I've witnessed hundreds of people reverse chronic conditions. Uh, and, and I probably know thousands of people who have done that. And, you know, all I know is there's certain things that work all the time. Like there's some absolutes when it comes to healing. Uh, certain things will always work, you know, if you do the things you need to do. So, I mean, and so there are some truths. So, so again, is yogurt going to kill, cure your cancer? No. Is, <laughs> no. Is, cottage cheese. Cottage cheese <laughs> cure your cancer? No. But, um, cert but high density nutrients will and certain doing things to detox your body and your home will and staying consistent with getting, getting the right amount of nutrients into your body will. And th there are, and of course there's other things. We're just touching on the subject. And for time's sake, we, you know, we can only go into this a little bit, but so, you know, before I end this, um, you know, I'd like to say. Terry has some really great programs on his website. They're very, very affordable. Uh, I highly recommend looking into them. I have a uh, Terry Tillert's website is T-E-R-R-Y-T-I-L-L-A-A-R-T.com. So you can go there and you can check out his website and look at his self-healing programs. I highly recommend checking those out and maybe, you know, just jumping in. And um, you can always reach out and ask him a few questions. Uh, and then I have a website, thebodyreset.com, where you can, you know, I have lots of information on their recipes, um, so, some downloadable stuff. And, um, you know, you can 
what I recommend is subscribe to this podcast because we're, we're doing one daily podcast for 365 days. So if you subscribe, you'll get one podcast delivered to your email every single day uh, with an informative, hopefully enlightening, inspiring conversation and topic um, meant to, you know, help you, you know, be your healthiest self and get on the right track for yourself or, you know, live the healthiest life you can. And Terry, do you want to, you want to say anything before we sign off? Um, I just want to say thank you so much for having me again. I'm having a lot of fun with these. It's great to hopefully get through to people who have ears to hear. I know not everyone does, but for those who, who do and are looking for answers, it's great to at least inspire people on the right track. If you need help, we're both here to help you. We, we, we understand this stuff well. We understand the distinctions. We can make it easy. We can make it quick. We can make it fast for you. Yeah. I'm and all about easy, quick, and fast. That's like my motto too. I mean, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be so difficult. Just, it really doesn't. And it shouldn't have to take you years to fix. It, it that right. shouldn't. You're doing it wrong if it's taken you a really long time to fix. You're missing, right. you're missing some distinctions that, yeah. could, that could totally compress the time frames for you. So, so we're, we're here for that, and uh, I look forward to future calls. It was, uh, hopefully, we imparted a little bit of wisdom, sparked a little something, triggered a little something in somebody to go make some changes because uh, we're definitely not doing this for us. We're doing it for you, the listener. So thank you for having me, and look forward to, uh, to future podcasts, and you reach out and let me know whenever we're ready to tackle another one and we'll be there okay fantastic terry thank you so much for joining us and uh look for tomorrow's podcast and i hope you have an amazing day